there are lots of lousy businesses, and there's lots of wonderful businesses. It's the art and science of money. My job has been to try and figure out which is which. It's Hi-Fi Radio from the Global News Radio Studios in Toronto with Hi-Fi Portfolio Managers. Here's Wolfgang Klein and Jack Hartle. Well, good morning, and welcome to the greatest day of the week, Saturday. Uh, thank you for tuning in. It is a show about money. Jack and I, portfolio managers, managers of wealth, creators of wealth, stewards of wealth, are here to help you and your family have more of it. Uh, and again, tis this season to be giving. Uh, it's a big part of this show. Uh, we, as a people, we as Canadians, must give more to charity. There's a lot of issues out there that need help. Uh, again, I'll be sleeping on the streets uh, of Toronto on November 21st for Covenant House. Please go to the Covenant House website, the executive sleepout, rough, rough, uh, Wolfgang Klein. Feel free, please donate. No amount too small, no amount too large. And look, if you don't like me, which a lot of people don't, uh, perhaps uh, one of the hockey players, you can support them. And uh, so, Jack, who do we got again? Who's sleeping with me? We got Paul Coffey. Yeah, uh, Doug Gilmore, Doug Paul Coffey, and Brad May, who actually played a couple games for the Leafs, too. Yeah, so they're going to. Uh, and then know, pinball, if you like football. Yeah, so the, 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 there's something, something for everyone there. And, and you know what the best part about this? Well, there's, there's a lot of good things, but look, if you give. A hundred dollars. Uh, the charity will receive a hundred dollars, and they will put that money efficiently to use to help some child who has some serious problems who wants some help, and they all want help. Um, more importantly, you're going to get your silver. Equally importantly, or half importantly, you're going to get about half back. Yeah, half importantly, you're going to get half back. So if you give a hundred, it's only going to cost you fifty dollars uh, at the end, but you get a hundred dollars of value. Actually, you get thousands of dollars of value. Uh, so it's a great cause. It is cold out there. We all know that. Please. People have to sleep on the street. That should not be the case in this wonderful city of ours, in this wonderful country of ours. Uh, it's a show about money, and there's a responsibility with that money, and part of it is giving back uh, to society. Uh, the preachers say it. Yeah, your religious leaders tell you to do that. I don't care which religion you're from. Uh, the message is always the same. Help your fellow man. Uh, so that is my little preach this morning. You feeling okay? Uh, all right. Let's talk about... Uh, a very, very funny asset class, uh, one that I once loved, um, but uh, I sort of lost faith, and it's gold. Uh, Jamie Carrasco, he's a portfolio manager with Canaccord Genuity. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you in the studio. Uh, Jamie and I um, sort of do the same thing for clients, just we have different styles. And uh, I enjoy having him around because when it comes to the topic of gold, which is very topical, um, Jamie I would say is one of the foremost experts in the city of Toronto. Uh, so congratulations. It's, I think a big compliment I'm paying you there. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for having me back. You're welcome. So, um, $1,500 gold today. It was probably 1500 bucks last time you were on. It seems like it was probably with 1300. It was 13. That's not bad. <laughs> That's not busy. It's funny. It's like watching paint dry, but you know, up, 200, up 200 bucks in what Jack six, eight months, maybe last time Jamie was on with us. I would say long-term it actually probably tracks inflation. That's sort of what you get with gold. That's the numbers that I've seen. Jamie probably has a different message. though. You, over how many years, over a couple hundred years, you think it's going to track inflation over the last hundred years. That's what I'd be looking at. Jamie probably goes back to, you know, a millennia. How does it work as an inflation hedge? As an awesome inflation hedge. You know, if you look at an Canadian dollars, we're sitting above 2000 higher than 1919, uh, sorry, 2011 when we hit 1900. When the Canadian dollar and the U.S. dollar were at par, so it's signaling what's happening to the Canadian dollar much better. However, the strategy is working, and it's delivering the hedge that I was 
telling clients why we should have it, that 20% minimum has become 32% since over the last year. Okay, the, 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 that's interesting what you just said there. Uh, Jack and I have zero gold on our book of business. None of our clients have an ounce of gold with us. Uh, no miners, no commodity, nothing. Uh, I'm curious about the average Canadian gentleman. Uh, what kind of weighting they have in gold? Now, again, j- zero. They have what's on their finger, Wolf, most of them. Right. I got, I, I, That's I, I right. got 400 bucks on my finger, 400 bucks, and the rest Russell, Russell Oliver took years ago for me. That's right. You sold it to him at a cheap price. <laughs> However, it was busted up jewelry. What else am I going to do with it? it but, but, but Jamie, we talk about inflation. So the Fed came out last month, mm-hmm. Federal Reserve Central Bank in the U.S., and they said basically they're on hold for a while. They don't see any inflation for the foreseeable future, and they're going to not do much with rates. Maybe if anything, drop them. So because right now, right now, inflation's a boogeyman that just won't come out because there's a misconception <laughs> that gold only works in, in in inflation. It also works in deflationary periods. Gold is a monetary hedge. What we have in front of us is a monetary storm. It's happening. Mark Carney at uh, Jackson Hole said that the currency reserve has to be reviewed. That's what I've been arguing. We're reliving the 30s. If you read uh, Ray Dalio's piece, which was 10 pages long, it's exactly what I said three years ago. We're living through a paradigm shift. The 1930s are repeating. The only way to deal with these debts is to devalue the currency reserve, restart it as we did in the 30s. The strategy is working. Now, when it comes to gold, I think the important thing is in Canadian dollars and Chilean pesos is at all-time high and Canadian dollars is at all-time high. That's interesting. Right? And and can, on the Canadian side, what's good is the strategy is working. Like Nico Eagle just raised its dividend by 40%, one of my top holdings. Franco Nevada just raised its dividend. Kirkland Lake has instituted a dividend. Uh, Metalla Royalty has instituted a dividend. Sandstorm is, is coming out with a dividend pretty soon because the earnings are there. We have a lot of profitability in the companies. It's the hedge. That's all I care about. Hedging from the fixed income side. And that's the area that nobody talks about, the repo market. I used to be the repo trader for Gordon Capital. I'm getting very negative warnings from that sector, but people are not listening. Let's put that into context for a second because we've all heard the repo mess that's in front of us. So just to put it into context, in 2008, the repo sector started giving warnings. What repo is, is trust between you and I, you being JP Morgan, me being Goldman Sachs, in overnight trading, no more than 14 days. So it's the ultimate form of trust. 2008, the signal that I was looking at was that repo rates with the Fed rate at four and a quarter were trading about four and a half, 475, and they jumped up to six and a half percent, 50 percent increase. Mm-hmm. Repo rates right now are trading with the Fed rate at one and three quarters, two and a half tops. Mm-hmm. Repo rates trade, traded up to 10% a month ago. That should warn you. That's a big warning. The percentage increase, which is all that's important on the fixed income side, is huge. Jamie, it's early in the morning. You're speaking about some very complicated uh, concepts right now uh, that Jack and I are sort of mussing our way through. I, I know the, the audience has, to some degree, lost the concept. Uh, but Jamie, you're, basically what you're pointing at, there, there, there are signs of risk in the system, basically with too much debt and not enough trust behind the debt. Bingo. Correct? Bingo. Um, Global News Radio, 640 in Toronto. It's a show about money. It's Hi-Fi Radio. I am Wolfgang Klein, your host, Jack Hartle. In for the cause. We are both portfolio managers taking care of Canadians' money. Uh, we have a lot of ideas for you to help your family. Please stay tuned. Money. Let's take a break. But after, Wolf and Jack will continue their in-depth discussion about money. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Jamie's got a nice smile. Jamie Krasko in the studio with 
with Wolf on Bay Street and uh, another Wolfman, Jack Jack. Um, yes, we're here for you, my good friends. Have some fun. Try to learn something about money. Um, you know, it's funny because Jack and I are speaking about knowledge and learning and a uh, little light bulb went off in my little brain and that is that knowledge really is exponential. As you learn and as you get older, it just layers on top of previous knowledge and bingo, light bulbs go off. It's just fascinating stuff. And again, we're speaking about some of the great people uh, who are doing some great phil- phil- philanthropic work right now, uh, notably uh, Bill Gates, and how he goes off for his little study periods. And he studies the great minds of the past um, and learns from the greatest of the great. And uh, when you can bring it all together, well, it's quite powerful. Uh, so we're talking about gold here with Jamie Carrasco. Um, and before we actually get into your gold um, discussion, because I'm going to talk about who what type of a psycho- psychological individual buys gold? Because I find them to be very unique individuals, especially when they have a big position in it. So they take these long-tailed views. But, uh, Jamie, uh, th- this is time of the season to be giving. Um, philanth- philanthropy is a very, very important part of this show because those who have must give back, uh, even just a little bit, uh, you know, a couple percent of your income, which we don't even do. Ten percent is tithing. But I'm going to ask you right here live on air, can you support one of two charities for me? Please, either Covenant House My Sleep Out or The Red Door, who's uh, a shelter for uh, battered women, who is going to be on the show uh, later this morning. I actually regularly support the Collingwood Hospital, which is in my community. I always support and recommend that everybody support the local charities. We have to give back to the community. Is that a no? Uh, that's a no, because I have already allocated. I'm not buying gold. Basis. I'm not buying gold. That's <laughs> I'm not buying gold. Okay, so let's talk about your clients, and you're not supporting my charity. Jamie, we're going to cut this one short there. Uh, Jamie I likes just... to do things different, Wolf, but he yeah. makes a good point, right? If you're going to support, you might as well support local. That's where you can really make a difference in your community, and that's what you're doing in Toronto, and Jamie lives all the way up in Collingwood, although he works in Toronto. I want 50 bucks out of the guy. I won't give me 50 bucks. That's I'll give you 50 yeah. bucks for your thing you did last year when you went to sleep with people on the Tell street. Tell me you can do it again this year. I, I will. I will. Oh, I'll support you. There you go. I'll support you. Them. <laughs> there you go. I said, the salesman sold the salesman. Nice. You, you, Fifty bucks for Covenant House. You're right. All right, Jack. Jack send him the link. Uh, I want it. I want to go through. Same today. as last year. Thank, that's fine. Okay. That's fine. Thank you, Jamie. I you're appreciate welcome. that. All right. Your credibility is going right back up oh. here with me. So, um, did you say like the early, gold price? Like the, <laughs> yeah, like the good fifteen hundred bucks an ounce, two thousand yeah. Canadian. Um, that's interesting. Two thousand Canadian. Uh, so you're, you're, you're saying that some of your clients are holding as much as 30% of their yes, financial and I'm not, I'm not 30% and I'm not of cutting an RSP? back because what you said was music to my ears. Nobody know, owns I it know. yet. I knew you were liking right? that. We've just gone from 1% of 1% to 2% of 1%. Yeah. Last time we went through a similar period, pension funds in Canada had at least 7%. They have zero right now. Yeah. They're going to have to come back because when the next wave starts, what I was pointing out in that chart that we can't really discuss is the fact that we've had the stealth move already. The next one will be noticed, right? That move from 1350 to 1500, the companies, it equated to almost a 60% move in the sector, right? The next move, once we break above 1500, is the one that everybody's going to notice because there's going to be new money coming in. We're seeing that in the producers in that the speculators are coming out, they're locking in the profits, but the sector hasn't broken because new money's coming in. It's a smart money that realizes that the real value is in the gold companies, just like it did in the 30s. Right, Ray Dalio's recommending it, and a lot of bond guys are also saying gold is it. But I want to go back to the, the, the psychology of the investor that, that, that has the long tail thought that they have to put 30% of their money into gold miners, which have so underperformed for <laughs> decades. Like the XGD, which is the ticker totally. uh, of the, 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 it's the ETF of, of Bay Street's gold, a complete 
garbage. My argument would be that what we're going through, which is a monetary storm, they only happen every 100 years or so. The end of the currency reserve. The last time we went through this was 1930, where the pound stopped being the currency reserve to never be, and it was the birth of the gold, good as gold dollar, which is now needs to be replaced, right? Whatever comes after doesn't matter. The point history shows is that we're going through a, to, through a process of crisis written in the Chinese way using danger and opportunity. Yes, there's a lot of danger because we're seeing the devaluation of the purchasing power of a lot of monies. But the benefit is, is that that purchasing power is transferring over to the ultimate form of money. J.P. Morgan Sr., gold is money, all else is credit. And we live in a world of credit where we've completely overblown okay, okay. the so, reality so Jamie, of so, credit. Jamie, I heard these arguments back in the 30s when we came off the gold standard, coming through the Depression. Last time you were on, you talked about Howard Buffett, the advice that he gave to his son. Mm-hmm. If he took that advice, can you imagine the opportunity cost for Warren Buffett? Not per, buying gold as, buy, as opposed to buying cash flowing producing assets? Right. But Stocks? True. But again, the problem is not the equity side. It's the debt side. We are living in a world where real value, which is debt, net of equity. Right. But the same arguments were made back then, I guess is my point. They were making the arguments that we're running deficits. We're going to be putting the burdens onto our children. In what currency were those debts written in? In the sterling. The dollar hadn't even been born yet. No, this was actually when the U.S. started running deficits. That we shouldn't. Oh, they, in they, the, they in the they 70s. Should never, no, yes. no. They were running them back in the 30s. Right. But all those deficits were underwritten in a new currency. Right. Exactly what China has the benefit of doing now that they're sitting on 20,000 tons. Again, if you follow the history of money in terms of the flow and the, 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 the money reserve as the constant that gold is um, from, a, from a pool of money shared among all central banks, which, by the way, have been the biggest buyer of physical gold for the last two years. That, that's a very important statement you just made there. Right? Yeah. No, the fact that central banks are now using it as um, tier one, one asset as a tier and they're buying asset. it. Right. Correct. Yeah. Uh, interesting discussion there. Uh, Jamie Carrasco, he's a uh, portfolio manager with Canaccord Genuity. Uh, Jack and I have the pleasure of working beside him. Uh, we have some good discussions about a very interesting and biblical uh, asset class uh, that, well, has been around for a few thousand more, yeah, a few exactly. thousand years. Um, I, I tell you, uh, J.P. Morgan Senior, of course, long gone. Uh, I think millennials are looking at this asset class very differently. I.e., Libra, Bitcoin, uh, crypto. Uh, I think that's. I think obviously a uh, extension of gold. Uh, it's a, it's the same philosophical uh, concept, um, but it's just not these bricks of stuff that's been mined out of the ground and put back in the ground to. to True, but again, TV. but uh, Jamie, uh, I want to wish you a great weekend. I want to. I look forward to your fifty dollar donation to uh, Covenant House. Um, that won't even get me a tenth of an ounce of gold, my good friend. I know. Yep. I'll buy you a lot of can, silver. Can you make it a hundred? Just had to ask. This is the Hi-Fi Radio, <laughs> uh, Global News Radio Network, 640 in Toronto. I'm Wolfgang Klein, your host. More show right after this. Don't go anywhere. There's more great show after this. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. It was Christmas in prison and the food was real good. We had turkey and pistols. Carved out of wood And I dream of her always Even when I don't dream Her name's on my tongue And her blood's in my strength Good morning. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio, 640 in Toronto. It's a show about money. Yeah, well, a few things. Jack and I have a four-step plan to help you become wealthy. And step number one is you have to wake up and get out of bed and get vertical and go to work. Number two, you got to manage your spending. 
Number three, you got to save. And number four, you got to learn to invest. And there's no get rich quick. Um, if you can't do the time, don't do the crime. You don't want to end up in prison at Christmas, little John Prine. Therefore, I love that song. Uh, it's also the time of giving, a uh, season that we must give, my good friends. Give to others. Give to Give to strangers, uh, give to good charities, and uh, it's a very, very important responsibility. I think we all Canadians uh, must further embrace. Uh, our next guest is a is a uh, well, it's a Celestine uh, Carvaggio. Uh, Celestine is a actress. Uh, she is a philanthropist. Um, she is a mother, a single mother of two, um, and uh, one of her children has a disability as well Mm -hmm. Uh, so adding to the challenges Um, Celestine of course manages her finances very very well and she's juggling and it's remarkable to see uh, you do all you do as Celestine so thank you very much and welcome to Hi-Fi Radio thank you for Um, having me I think it's the the world is changing and uh, the 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 demands put upon parents is changing and um, I'm I'm impressed that an, an individual like you who who is an actress and a mother um, living in this very expensive city of ours continues to find time um, beyond charity, which begins at home, right? As a mother, you give of yourself. Mothers, of course, give relentlessly. Uh, so uh, let's, let's begin with the fun stuff, and then we'll get into the heart. Um, the fun stuff is your acting career. Mm-hmm. Um, please share with us. Uh, you, you, are, you are content, you're Canadian content, um, and your content is being viewed on both traditional media yes. and new media. Yes. So let's talk about that. Yeah, I mean, I, I have lots of fun projects coming up. I just released um, my, um, there is a, a TV series that I've been involved with called Ghostwriter. Um, it's just available now on Apple TV. And I did an episode of that. I did a couple episodes of the number one Amazon Prime series, um, season two, which I can't really talk about yet. But um, definitely lots of great things happening. Um, I have a couple of Christmas movie- movies coming out on Super Channel, Up TV in the US. Um, so you can go to my Instagram at Cara at C-E-L-E-C-A-R-A, and I have tons of announcements of some great things happening. How long have you been an actress? Interestingly enough, a very short period of time. What what did you do prior? So I uh, worked in the music business uh, before I had kids, and then I became a stay-at-home mom, and I stayed home, and then I became uncoupled, and I was like, what am I going to do with my life? And I thought, oh, let me... uh, this is my second chance at Clean Slate to try and do something that I have a love for. And I've always been a creative person, but I had attained quite a significant amount of business marketing uh, strategy skills from working at Universal Music Canada. Uh, and I was like, hey, this is my opportunity to do something to market myself. So my business now is being an actress and um, I get to be creative, but I also get to exercise my tools that I've learned uh, through working in the music business, um, you know, to building my brand as a as an actress. But so, it, it Celestine, as, as a single mother, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of the filming obviously do is off hours, streets yeah. of Toronto. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, I guess you film in Toronto. Is that correct? I do film a lot in Toronto. So Toronto, how do you Hamilton how do you manage your time as a, as a mother and then also a film, um, you know, a film Maker. actor? Yeah, yeah, that is you know not traditional hours. 
So, yeah, it is difficult. And, um, you know, part of uh, my business is that I've had to reinvest in it. So everything I earn, I kind of just put back into my business for now since I'm relatively new. But a lot of the income that I earn also involves having to pay for a caregiver and, um, you know, having a child with disabilities. That's what I need. But that's the investment that I make because I've been able to be proactive. I'm, I'm constantly auditioning. I'm constantly training and I'm working a lot. Like I am legit a working actress. So yeah, everything I make, I put right back into my business. That's incredible, Celestine. Uh, you're listening to uh, Hi-Fi Radio. It is a show about money. Um, we're featuring a uh, dynamic single mother uh, who is juggling multiple balls, um, full of life, uh, full of spirit, uh, full of creativity, and full of heart. Uh, please, more Hi-Fi Radio right after this. Stay tuned. Money. Listen, we're going to take a break. But when we come back, money. more money talk. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Well, good morning, and uh, welcome back to the show. A little something to pick up your spirits. Um, I have this lady roaring in my studio. Her name is Celestine Caravaggio. Um, a lot to roar about. Uh, very, very dynamic lady. Uh, actress, philanthropist, mother, and, and also caregiver to uh, a son who has a um, disability. Uh, is it Dravi? Dravi. Dravi. Yeah, it's Dravi a it's syndrome. a rare disease. Uh huh. Yeah. It's um. It basically it's just he has a defect in a gene that um, causes seizures, and as a result, um, you know, prolonged seizure seizures have affected his brain, and uh, it's there's no cure cure for it. Taking care of of your son sounds like a full time job. It really is. Um. How how do you do all you do and manage your time uh, and have some time some me time as well or do you have any me time? Well, it's interesting because this has been it's been a journey and um, I had I had to learn the hard way. But um, the one thing I realized is that if I don't take care of myself, it's very difficult for me to take care of my kids. And so, um, you know, in this next phase of my life, I know I'm a creator and I'm a, a creative person as an actress. But I also, um, you know, I do that uh, to you know feed myself and feed my heart and and keep me motivated because I think that ultimately affects my kids. So, you know, being a stay-at-home mom, I saw what that was like and it was very hard, very difficult. Um, uh, and I wasn't growing anything for myself. So, you know, at this second stage in my life, um, I kind of want to show my children that I can uh, go to work and do things because I also th- feel like they're positively impacted by things like that as well. Tell me something financially uh, mm-hmm. again. Um, how? What, what are the biggest challenges you find financially? Uh, and what advice can you give to other uh, single mothers out there who are in a situation where they have they're being pulled from so in so many different directions? Yeah, I mean it's interesting because I love this question. Um, I you know I have friends that are always tapped out for money, and they're always just like, well, if I had money, I you know I. I'd be happy. I think the idea in terms of like developing who you are in your career and making money, I think you really have to look at it the other way. Happiness comes from doing what you love to do. And they're like, ah, well, what I really love to do doesn't make a lot of money. But I think when you're happy and you're passionate about it, um, I mean, who whoever thought that I could become an actress and, and earn an income from it? Um, but I do it because it makes me happy and I'm passionate about it and I'm 
good at it and I believe in it so everybody else believes it so I, I that's my philosophy in terms of um, how I I look at making money my relationship with money is not the money relationship it's my relationship with myself and I invest in myself and honestly I'm I'm seeing uh, the results from that isn't that fascinating? How many, how many different irons in the fire uh, do you have at any one point in time? Because, again, something that Jack didn't ask you and I want to ask you. Again, as a single mother and part mm-hmm. of an actress, actor, mm-hmm. is auditioning. Yeah. And, and, and that's the rejection cycle. Right. Uh, and, and it's consuming of your time where you have to drive to an audition, audition, and say, thank you very much. We'll, we'll call you. Don't call us. Right. Yeah, it happens all the time. I mean, and you don't get paid for it. And you don't get paid for it. You only get paid when you book a job. And um, again, I it's funny. I talk to my agent all the time about this. I, do I think I'm the best actress in, in the universe? No, but I do believe in in what I do, and um, I believe in my craft. I believe that I'm a you know I'm a good actress with a great look with with, and I'll go into an audition room with my heart on my sleeve, and. Uh, you know, I just, my magic is my audition. And it's because I can go in a room and I can convince you that, you know, I'm believable. And yeah, it's hard. It's hard to juggle those things. And yeah, rejection in the beginning was difficult because I had to think about, um, you know, just if, if I didn't book this, then it kind of like would get my spirit down. But I actually take it one step back and auditioning, getting the audition uh, motivates me like I'm I'm an actor it's hard to get an audition. Correct. <laughs> so when you get them, you may not book them, but... Right, well, it's, baseball. Saying, it's baseball, Jack. Total baseball. Yeah, it's, it's averages for sure. Yeah, with, with, uh, with, I would say it's a numbers game, but I guess the point would be is you really don't have a, a total consistent income. Like you don't have a nine to five job where you no. can show up a 40 hour week where yeah. you know that you're going to make X amount. Because a lot of the time we see that with clients, they know that they're going to make a certain amount every month and they can certain, they can mm-hmm. develop these habits for saving. Okay. So how, how do you do that how, for yourself? How am I how doing do you, that? That's a big challenge. So it is, but I'm lucky enough. I um, was able to get into the real estate market in Toronto earlier then later and having done that I've been able to own a home um, and right now the biggest um, income piece for me is my Airbnb so uh, when I earn from my Airbnb I'm earning an income and um, it's helping to carry me and and from that income are you because Wolfgang said so work spend less save are you putting a little bit aside for yourself for the future? Yeah, so I talked about this with Wilking before, as I do have some investments, and I look at my investments as uh, an opportunity to save. I don't know if that's the right thing to do, but right. I've, what I've learned is that if I can um, put my money to work and uh, earn more than just what we do in the bank. Well, that, um, that's really what you're doing with your Airbnb, and you're sort of taking the long-term view. You don't need the money right now, so right. invest it, and hopefully you have more in the future. Exactly, and don't burn any cash, right? Again, behaviors and... Um, I, I have a great piece here, The Psychology of Money, which I've read twice. I'm reading for the third time, uh, The Psychology of Money. It's a fantastic, fantastic piece, and it just speaks about how you are your own worst enemy. Uh, often just getting up with a systematic savings program uh, could be your best friend. Uh, the, the sad thing about wealth is it's boring, and it takes a long time to accumulate wealth. It takes decades. The magic number, Celestine, is 25 years. Uh, all Canadians should start at an earlier age saving and investing. I mean the age 15, uh, 16, 17. Save consistently 
invest consistently. And the wake sooner up, the better. The sooner the better. Mm-hmm. You have to get started no matter what age you are. Are you listening to Hi-Fi Radio? I am Wolfgang Klein, your host. It is a show about money. It's a show hopefully to help you better manage your money. Uh, Celestine, uh, our guest, actress, uh, philanthropist, um, and mother uh, to two. Uh, a real delight having you in the studio. I want to thank you very much for your time today. Thanks. Coming up next, we're going to speak to uh, a very, very dear charity, not Covenant House, but uh, equally great. Um, it's a shelter for women. It's called The Red Door, uh, right here on Hi-Fi Radio. Making money is the best. So how do you make more money? Come on back after this. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Rocks. Welcome back to the show about money. That would be an awful way to make money. It'd be terrible. It happens. That's reality. Um, you listen to Hi-Fi Radio again. It's a show about money. Um, and with great wealth comes great responsibility. Uh, we are all wealthy. Just living in Canada makes us the wealthiest on the planet. We must give. Um, Jack and I are going to teach you how to save. We're going to teach you how to invest prudently and properly to help you accumulate millions. Again, Jack, I want to share again with the fam, uh, with, with, the, with, with our audience right now. Again, my son, Sebastian, um, who I got him now in a monthly savings, pro- a weekly savings program of $100 a week. And he's now 17 years old. He has just under 18, there is about $18,000 saved up. But if he continues on a $100 a week program where dad also matches 100, so he, he, he makes and saves 100, I'll match him with 100. By age 30, he will have over 200,000, age 30. Yeah, it was almost three, Wolf. It's two, 232. Uh, age 40, uh, I think the number kicks up to $700,000. Uh, it's, it's a remarkable sum of money um, by saving consistently. And again, I'm going to challenge now Canadians out there because for those who save consistently, I believe we should also give to charity consistently. Each and every month, Donate something to your favorite charity. Just take the number you give every year, divide by 12, and add a little bit. Um, Because the charities need the money throughout the year. Um, A very dear um, organization in Toronto that I've been familiar with, I've supported um, for decades, not as consistently as I should, um, is the Red Door Family Shelter. Um, Here to discuss uh, what the Red Door Family Shelter does uh, is Kirsten Cooney. Uh, I can't thank you enough for joining us uh, here on our show today. Thank Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. So, so please talk to us. What does the Red Door Family Shelter offer? Well, the Red Door Family Shelter, we've been in the city in operation for over 37 years now, since 1982. So we actually operate two shelters uh, in Toronto's East End. We operate a 106-bed family shelter, and that is for women, children, and families. And we also uh, operate a 55-bed violence against women shelter for women and children who are fleeing domestic abuse. So every night we have over 160 individuals who are calling the Red Door home. 160 calls every night? Well, they, that's how many beds we have, and there we're always full. Wow. D- tell us about the people uh, that you service, your clients. What are their problems that they're facing? Why do they have to come to you? Well, the sad reality for us 
is that we're seeing now a real change in the face of homelessness in Toronto. And really what we're seeing is the face of homelessness is the face of a child. This is a staggering statistic that for our residents, over 62% of our residents on any given night are children under 18. So that's, it's staggering. Unaccompanied by an adult? No, accompanied with their parents, with their parents. But the majority of our residents are children. The majority of our residents are single moms with their kids. Um, We, just to give you a bit of a sense of who, you know, who we help. So um, about 45% of our families, we found this in our stats from last year, are families who have faced a housing crisis, which in our city, in this beautiful, fabulous city that I think is the best city in the world, I think it's unacceptable. Um, We've got a real housing problem, a housing crisis. So we are serving families who are facing such things such as eviction, families who have to make the painful choice of paying the rent or feeding their children. We see also about over 40%, about 42% of our our families are are single moms um, that are fleeing domestic abuse. A lot of the families that are facing a housing crisis, I should actually say, are also single women with children. Family homelessness really adversely affects more women and children. They're the real casualties of family homelessness. And then about the other sort of 13% of families that um, that we serve are, are refugees that are fleeing often feeling vi- fleeing violent situations in their home nations. So that's a bit of a so, sense of who we who we serve. Wow. So, the, so the family homelessness that you're talking about—that's obviously not a problem that gets solved overnight. How long is the average stay for one of these families that visits with you? Yeah, that's a really great question. We actually find it's it's it can be um, surprising actually to some people, but the majority of families stay with us on average of six months. Wow. I want to ask you dollars and cents. Uh, and again, it is a charity. These numbers are published. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the annual budget to uh, keep your doors open? Okay, so what we have a, an operating budget, an annual operating budget of just over $6 million. For both facilities? Yep, so we have funding. Our funding sort of streams are different. We have our family shelter is funded by the City of Toronto. 100%? And, uh the, our operating costs, and I'm gonna I'm gonna get to that. And our, that's good. I yeah, like, I like to hear that. Yes. Way, way, way to go, City Fair of Toronto. Bo- yes, but it's our operating costs, and then Fine. our Violence Against Women's uh, Shelter is funded by the province. Hundred percent. However, Very well, good. not hundred percent. I'd say about. So hey, I'm 80. a taxpayer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. government to do more. No, I've, been, <laughs> I, I've been saying it, Jack. With all this government revenue, can, can government not solve this problem of homelessness for us? Do we have to go above and beyond and pick up the? And there's a lot of slack between government spend and what. For sure. So here's the thing. So the government funding is, as you said, is operating. It's really there are bare bones. So it's to keep the lights on, to keep the heat on, to keep the water running. What we offer at the Red Door Family Shelter and what really makes a difference in people's lives is we're a place for healing and a place for rebuilding lives and a place for hope. Our fundraising... Here's where our, the people in your your listenership Please. comes in, is that the money that we raise um, through our fundraising help to fund a lot of our programs. We have a huge focus because of the large percentage of, of our residents who are kids. We have a huge focus on our children's programming. So we have after school programs, help with homework. We have outings for our kids. We offer our women um, access to legal assistance. We have incredible housing workers who help our families uh, find housing and stay housed. We help our families move into their homes. So we really provide a huge amount of services and those things are really funded how, how by the public. That, how much does that cost? Well, at a couple of hundred thousand dollars a year, we uh, we we have a, a fundraising budget of about eight hundred thousand dollars. So we have wonderful uh, monthly uh, donors. We and they're the people who give to us are our families. They're Toronto families, families helping families, which is what what's a really special part of what we do. 
I love it. Um, we're in the studio with uh, Kirsten Cooney. She is with the Red Door Family Shelter, uh, servicing uh, Toronto for over 37 years. Um, more with Kirsten on Hi-Fi Radio right after this. Stay with us. There's more shows still to come. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Oh, we can be heroes just for one day. That's what we're going to let you be. We are going to let you be a hero just for one day. See, it's a show about money. It's Hi-Fi Radio. Jack and I are going to teach you. We're going to help you accumulate wealth. Patience is in order. Patience is in order if you want a near certainty outcome. You begin at a young age. I'd like my kids to start at 15 to save money and start compounding it because compounding wealth is the eighth wonder of the world. Uh, it's absolute magic and they don't teach us stuff enough. That's what this show is all about. Uh, regardless, if we can help all of you have excess wealth, then you can give so much of it more to charity and the world will be a better place. There is too much suffering going on in this world and I, I'm really calling upon all of you and especially the uh, 1% or 2% of us who have excess funds to continue to give in excess amounts. Um, the Red Door Shelter, Red Door Family Shelter has been servicing the Toronto community for over 37 years. Um, uh, Kirsten Cooney is in here to share with us um, all the good things that the Red Door, Red Door Family Shelter does. Does. Uh, again, uh, Kirsten, off air, I mentioned to you that I'm going to be sleeping on the streets uh, of Toronto for Covenant House. Uh, my goal is to personally raise over $40,000 for Covenant House. Again, they have an annual operating budget, I believe is about $30 million. Uh, and I think, less than ha- I think less than half of that comes from the government and the other half comes from, well, people like you and I. Um, so the sleep out event is a way for them to bridge the gap of money. Uh and I, I do scratch my head and say, gee whiz, what's it taking that we have to actually lie on the street to give money? Isn't it enough that we actually see these homeless people? Should we just give automatically? We obviously don't. So we have to uh, put on some shenanigans to get people to give. Uh, so if I may ask what kind of events, uh, I won't use the word shenanigans with you. Sleeping on the street is shenanigans for me. But for you, I'm not gonna do that. So what kind of events um, is the Red Door, Red Door Family Shelter uh, putting on that our listeners can perhaps support? Well, the amazing thing is we really find that the community host events on our behalf. So we're uh, not only at the holidays, but sort of throughout the year, which is wonderful. So we have businesses and individuals, families, um, faith-based groups that uh, host fundraisers for us throughout the year, which is really wonderful. Um, We are very excited in February, um, on February 22nd, 2020, we are going to be participating in our first ever um, coldest night of the year fundraising walk. I'm Uh, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not going. I'm not there. I, I got enough. You can't I, do don't, fun. Don't invite me. I'm going to be cold. You next. I don't want, want it again. To. Jack, call him. Uh, it's, it's Come on, a, Jack. This is your chance. What's amazing about the coldest night of the year? So we're going to be the uh, participating location in, in Toronto, Leslieville. The amazing thing about coldest night, though, it is a fundraising walk. It's known as uh, Canada's National Walk for Homelessness to help the homeless, hungry, and hurting. So this is a walk that happens from Abbotsford, B.C., all the way to St. John's, Newfoundland. So um, everybody from across the country participates in this walk. So there's uh, over 133 communities that are 
are um, and charities that are that are raising money for their own local local charities that are that are um, helping sort of the homeless. So we're super super excited and we have a very big goal. So we have a goal of raising over fifty thousand dollars. We're hoping to have over three hundred walkers join us, and you can either walk a two, five k, or ten k walk throughout the um, the Leslieville community. We've got super great support from a lot of our our donors and supporters, local businesses. So it's going to be a really fantastic, fantastic event. So you can find out information on our our website on reddoorshelter.ca or also go to coldest night of the year or cnoy.org slash Toronto Leslieville to to find out. It's a very fun, family-friendly walk uh, for people of all ages and abilities. People can wheel. There's children and and, um, seniors. It's wonderful. So a covenant house calls me a sleeper. Yeah. Right. Uh, I take it you're looking for walkers. We're looking for walkers. What about marchers? Where you? Yeah. Because Jack was in the military. Okay. And and I I walked to the studio with him, and and he stomps his feet beside (laughs) me. Sprays like I get only only in the winter. He he stomps it right, like starts pounding his feet to to get them up, and it gets up my leg. But uh, Jack, you can you can walk. You can walk. You can power walk. You can wheel. You can stroll. And um, so, so how many years have you done this for? This is going to be our first year. The walk itself, coldest night of the year, has been going on for ten years. It'll be our first year participating. Come on, Jack. So. Are you in? I'll, I think I'll, he's I'll in. sponsor Jack. Okay. You well, we'll see. We'll not commit yet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do you know what Jack did to me last year? Last year, um, uh, Jules, who, who is um, uh, with Covenant House, uh, called the office. Uh, Jack took the call and said, Yeah, Wolf will sleep out for you, Jules. He's done. <laughs> committed. Wolf, you sleep. He committed me. That's he awesome. committed me. That's awesome. It so is you, awesome. you owe him, right? I, I do owe him. Um, <laughs> Uh, the Red Door Family Shelter, um, I, I've, I've heard nothing but great things about you. Um, it, it, it's not a, a terribly um, popular brand of um, uh, charity. That's interesting because uh, often it's, it's the smaller ones that do the most immediate um, work for society. Uh, you know, we all see the Salvation Army out there. It's a great brand. It does some great work as well. But I, I, I personally like these smaller shelters that are or, or, or charities that are more grassroots and more immediate. Phone rings. Someone answers the phone. Hopefully, a bed is available. Uh, immediate response, uh, welcoming. I'm certain. Um, uh, Kirsten Cooney, I can't thank you enough. Uh, again, I, I, it's all about teaching the people to be financially fit. So if they get into a situation, at least money can help bridge problems, uh, and that's what Jack and I hear all about. So we're here to help you stay motivated, work, save. Don't consume so much stuff. You don't need more stuff. Put some money aside. Learn to compound money, compound wealth, and then you will have wealth and then you can give. And it is better to give than receive. This is Hi-Fi Radio on the Global News Radio Network, 640 in Toronto. It's a show that we air each and every week right here. I am Wolfgang Klein, Portfolio Manager, your host for this hour. And it's an absolute delight. Jack Carlo, of course, always in for the ride. And uh, I keep working on him. I want him to walk for the Red Door Family Shelter. You never know. Yeah, I want to wish you a great weekend. Thank you. Listening to Hi-Fi Radio with Wolfgang Klein and Jack Hartle, portfolio managers at Canaccord Genuity Wealth Management. For questions about today's show or any money questions you need answered, email Wolf and Jack at WolfgangKlein.com. Hi-Fi Radio for the love of money. We'll see you next week.